I can see, you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff Coat and Beaver. <laughs> 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 Buff Coat and Beaver, we're back. And I think I'm going to start every episode like Big Country. I'm just going to yell, SHUT! And then we're going to start the episode. And, uh, even even a bad episode will be memorable in, the, in, that, in that regard, my man. Just like Big Country. I use country, great slogan like, country. my man. I don't say that very often. So. <laughs> my man. Well, my man, Clay Cunningham, we're here this week with with not positive news. Well, I don't know. It's not news, but this is the uh, unfunny side of uh, Beavis and Butthead, the beginning. Yeah, we, you know, we, we, it feels fitting to start at the beginning, but I've had a couple people, like when I told them we were doing this, ask, like, so are you just going to like start from the beginning and just go from there? And um, the answer was always no. And um, I think People might have a pretty good idea as to why uh, that because we are going to talk about the first two Beavis and Butthead episodes, Door to Door and Blood Drive today, and um, it's it, it will be the least positive uh, discussion I think we have of the series. But before we get on to all that, I think as most people probably know, the show didn't start with these episodes, or the the, the introduction of the characters at least did not start with these episodes. It rather began with a short entitled Frog Baseball as part of MTV's uh, Liquid Television. I think it's fitting to talk about this one. It's only like a few minutes long, but um, it's, it, I think it's, it's a good uh, launching off point here. It, um, yeah, so it aired on September 22nd, 1992 as part of MTV's Liquid Television, sort of the, uh, the Tracy Ullman as The Simpsons started with, this was when MTV got started on this Liquid Television show. Uh, it was written and directed by Mike Judge, the first appearance of Beavis and Butthead. And we should note, this is usually attached with another short entitled Peace, Love, and Understanding. But that one's not very good, but it has one good part that actually ties in to what we're going to talk about next week. So that one good part of Peace, Love, and Understanding will be discussed next week. But for now, Frog Baseball, the synopsis. Beavis and Butthead play baseball with an unsuspecting frog leading to the utter demise of the smashed amphibian. Adam, maybe it wasn't your first taste of Beavis and Butthead, but it was America's first taste of Beavis and Butthead. And uh, what kind of taste was it? Um, you know, I think as we referred to the Taint of Greatness documentary that Mike Judge has been uh, that put out through all these series of DVDs, he wasn't proud of these and um but it was the most i think it was nothing like that anything on television at that time so that's what propelled this to being picked up to success is you saw these characters that were crude um and just um different different these episodes to our standards it's almost like a caricature of beavis and butthead which is i don't know if that's what i'm i don't know if that's i'm putting that the right way but that's how I think about it. Like it's, it's kind of an over the top dumbed down version of them and really doesn't represent what they became. Um, but the episode's really short. Like you said, 
Um, you, you don't even recognize their voices in, in this a lot. Like Beavis sounds completely different and yeah. Butthead's got that octave lower as well. Um, there's really nothing to talk. They're, they're hanging out. They blow up a cricket. They see a frog. They hit it with a bat after, and uh, Beavis gets hit with a bat once too. I mean, it, it's super short, but uh, yeah, I think from a standpoint, I stand by like we saw in the taint of greatness. And this is where a long winded way of me getting back to that point. They did these focus groups, I think with this episode and they just said, you know, a certain age group and a certain demographic loved it and jumped at it. And I think it's just because it was, you know, much like the Simpsons, much like South Park, it's something that people have never seen before. Um, and it, it made them chuckle or at least uh, entertain them. Yeah. Um, I'll say it's, well, first off, one thing that made me laugh, and there's no way in hell I would have gotten this in 1992. Like, they're flipping around the dial, and there's an advertisement for the show Cop Rock. Yes, <laughs> I, I noted know that as well. Know, this is like a – I mean, I've never seen the series. It's like a legendary flop of TV. It's basically like a Law & Order show, but with it's a musical – and for whatever reason, there's an ad and there's just there's just a, a still image of a guy standing there and it's Mike Judge. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that was Mike oh, Judge. Oh, it absolutely was, which I mean, who was that joke for in 1992 other than like Mike Judge's friends? <laughs> but but it's a really nice Easter egg uh, here. And um, it's yeah, this there's not again, there's not a ton to say. It's barely three minutes long. It's crude. But it has a certain, this one has a certain charm to it. Um, I do like the image, like, first it's kind of weird, that, in a weird way that Beavis and Butthead know the rules of baseball, because he <laughs> swings and misses and they say strike one, strike two, and then there's it. The shot of Butthead caving in Beavis's head with a bat is, there, there, there's something kind of dementedly amusing about it. Um, I will say one, one thing I did notice was, and it's kind of hard to see, but it's a two shot. Uh, and you of like when they see a dog at the end, which, Oh man, what a dark ending too. Cause they yeah. now dog baseball and it fades to black and you just hear like, like a dog getting hit with a, with a bat. But when they, you see them pointing and you could tell it's butthead pointing and, but instead he says, check it out, butthead. So Oh, I think man. they caught a mistake. Got him. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think that's just sort of another thing. Obviously, you know, at this point, you we know the character designs well, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, that that that's one thing I noticed. So this one, of everything we're going to discuss, this is my favorite. I, I I don't think it's great by any means, but it, it's a decent enough introduction to the characters. I think. You know, they had the inbred Joes or inbred Jed's homemade cartoons yeah. title uh, card at the start too, which was really like creepy and um, a weird way to open. But to tie it into a few episodes ago, Clay, um, Suzanne Summers makes an appearance and those guys, Beavis and Butthead get a little pleasure out of the thigh master commercial as well. So we've got that, that tie in as well. To one of us. <laughs> Not mentioning names. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, keep anonymity there. But um, they did, I believe, add some music videos once this kind of got worked into the MTV rotation. I don't, I don't really have, I mean, 
I just felt like kind of discussing this one itself. So I, I know that there are segments, but um, yeah, I, I didn't plan anything, Adam. I don't know if you did, but that's fine. I'll just, I just wasted my time. We can move on. No, you know? go ahead. <laughs> Put it in. Well, um, I just took it off Wikipedia. And these three episodes are weird with music videos because um, I think Frog Baseball and I want to say Blood Drive had like alternate sets of videos. So like one had 15, I think 15 or 17 videos that were shown in that episode at one time. I'm going with the first set uh, for Frog Baseball. They had Millie Vanilli, Girl, You Know It's True, Guns and Roses, Garden of Eden, Dire Straits, The Walk of Life, Will, Whistle, Wilson Phillips, and uh, Release Me, Technotronic, featuring Ya Kid K, Move It. Uh, I don't think that's the title of the song, but I can't read my own handwriting. And then Kiss, Rock and Roll All Night. It's Move This, not Move It. Thank you. I finally Got figured you. it out there. Okay. Um, highlights. Um they apparently knew the controversy behind Millie Vanilli. Um, said it's not really them dancing in the video, though, so they kind of messed it up. And uh, they posed a good question at the end of that. If you're a rock star, does that mean you have to get a headband? They were shopping in a uh, market and trying on headbands. Oh, okay. Guns and Roses, I liked uh, Garden of Eden because they start off with saying Axel rules at the start by the end of it they say axel's a puss and beavis <laughs> says i could kick his ass um <laughs> i got I, I that that's kind of ballsy because i don't suspect axel rose would have a sense of humor about that oh no um lafayette's know, very young you live in you currently live in axel rose's birth city a city he apparently despises Yes, I don't think he returns here. I heard a story, though, that he gets ice cream shipped from one of the local creameries to wherever he lives now. But I'm guessing that's just uh, folklore. Yeah, that um, sounds like a lie to me. Frog Baseball having Dire Straits Walk of Life. That video is has Major League Baseball, the NFL, and I... Uh, I think the NBA as well. So I don't know what strings Dire Straits is pulling in the 80 to use official footage, but they also say sports sucks in that, but yet they knew the, the rules of baseball. Um, these are actually pretty decent videos because in Wilson Phillips, you find out that Butthead likes Theodore the best out of uh, the Alvin and the Chipmunks, <laughs> mainly because he's fat. Um <laughs> And the others were pretty standard, but so decent uh, video lineup for, or at least one of the video lineups for Frog Baseball. Yeah, that's, well, no, now I feel like I didn't do my poll, but I, I, my, my justification, we'll, we'll find, I think it's just because, uh, well, as we'll, we'll get into, I didn't necessarily have a high opinion of the videos in the other one, so, and, and there were so many alternate sets, so I guess uh, this is the second week in a row I've not been fully prepared in the video segment, so shame on uh, me. And I believe you've referred to me as the dead weight of this podcast to uh, my wife, so yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I'll just, I'll keep trucking along, you know, okay. I'm the professional uh, here. All right, I'm, I'm, I, I apologize, but um, so yeah, that's that's the start. And, um, it was, you know, successful enough to where it got picked up into a series and, um, a little background. This is all from, uh, 
from Taina Greatness. Um, after this, uh, MTV ordered 65 episodes, and uh, they were supposed to have 22 ready for the launch date on March 8th, 1993, and that they were, and they ended up having two. <laughs> there were two episodes ready. Um, and the first of which was, uh, I guess, the official series premiere, Door to Door, which aired on March 8th, 1993, written by Mike Judge, Glenn Eichler, and David Felton, directed by Mike Judge. The synopsis, for a school project, Beavis and Butthead go door to door collecting money for the poor. Adam, there have been certain episodes where I've been kind of jealous that you got to start the conversation, and um, this is not one of them, uh, but... Uh, Tell the folks at home your opinion on Door to Door. Yeah, Door to Door, uh, as you kind of mentioned, it's uh, Butthead just sounds dumber. We, we've mentioned how their voices are different. It's that octave lower. And I think Beavis's is actually an octave higher. Um, they start out, of course, watching TV. It's solid Gira uh, Geraldo um, impression on the, on the TV uh, to start things off. Uh, but of course, Mr. Van Driesen assigns them uh, to do that charity work. And so they go door to door. Uh, one half funny part was uh, they're not having any luck and a guy actually pukes on them. And what he pukes up is just very like a fish bone and some green slime. Mm. Um, but, but then they come to Mistra, Mistress's uh, Cora Anthrax, who has a very deep voice and is just disturbing and as disturbing as that is it's still a sexual situation that i think beavis and butthead would have tried to take full advantage of later in their episode life um where the dominatrix you know is chained them up and in her house and is going to whip them um so the cutaway Turns out they've, I did get a chuckle if they raised $8 on the door-to-door -door drive. Uh, but a letter comes in and Miss Cora is infinitely thankful for the boys coming into their home. And she leaves a check for $100, which uh, I think the highlight of the episode is the prize for raising $100 is a Moby Grape album. Yeah. which the, the boys play Frisbee with, uh, completely disrespecting uh, Mr. Van Driesen's love of Moby Grape, um, who I could dig a little deeper into um, later if you want, but uh, they were a band that, uh, <laughs> that never was. They should have been bigger than what they should have been, other than what they were. This is your opinion, or you're just kind of going by stuff, stuff you've read? I don't going know by stuff that I've read. Okay. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I would agree. That I found the Moby Great thing moderately amusing. Otherwise, I would say this is the worst episode of Beavis and Butthead I've ever seen, and it's not even close. Yeah, the animation is bad. Oh, it's terrible. The audio. Is, is really bad. I mean, when Van Driesen's talking, like there's noticeable background noise to the point you can't even hear him. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just, you know, the characters, it, yeah, that's what we talked about. Like, Butthead is, the reason he's one of my favorite characters is I love the, the confidence he has and you just don't hear it with that low octave dumb guy voice. You can't believe this guy would ever, you know, 
be as self-confident as he need he is he needs to be to be you know as funny as the character is um and the thing it's weird that beavis and butthead are aware of why they're going door to door they even announced a couple times like raising money for charity which i know that's a nitpick but that, that's a big thing with beavis and butthead is that they're complete they, they get into these situations because they're completely oblivious to everything that's going around them there's also moments like where Butthead doesn't do his trademark chuckle. Which is also, I mean, just, again, these are just small things. It, it doesn't, it's kind of a weird thing with a lot of pilots is this doesn't always feel like the show you're watching. It's never been more apparent here. Just in, and you get also to, and there's no buildup to the Miss Anthrax thing either, which is, I mean, the show doesn't get the credit I get as far as how well written it is. I love that when you get just little tidbits of information leading up to a big reveal like this here, it's just, Oh, it's an old lady dominatrix. Ew. And I mean, we don't know who she is. It just, it's, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. I think we should know too. My judge isn't proud of these. (laughs) No, <laughs> he that doesn't. He himself has said, "I don't understand how the show got picked up with its early workings." So, if it sounds like we're being overly critical, though, no, that was uh, that, that's Mike Judge's stance on these first episodes. Well, did you get it up to watch the uh, music I, videos on this I, one? Uh, yes, I did. I, I, I have it all. <laughs> you said get it up, but. Um, <laughs> Here's the list of videos here. Uh, Send Me Your Money by Suicidal Tendencies. Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-A-Lot. Take This Heart by The Great Richard Marks. Schools for Fools by Life, Sex, and Death. Erotica by Madonna. And Head Like a Hole by Nine Inch Nails. Adam, what stood out here? Um, I think what stood out is the amount of the joke telling hasn't really been built in in a lot of these. You see a lot of the videos in most of them, you know, um, there's a few jokes sprinkled here and there, but there really, there really isn't much banter. Um, and, 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 you know, I'd say three or four of these, there's not at all. Um, Sir mix a lot. baby got back, you know, is what, uh, is what it is, but uh, we could do a whole podcast on, inside jokes but i know we were both taken to school by the same guy um who played this song all the time and there's a part that says hey fellas yeah fellas yeah something (laughs) hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) and if we did not chant along with that the song would restart so that song has a soft spot in my heart for that um a Dennis Eckersley sighting in the Richard Marks um, take this heart video, um, which is where they showed Dennis Eckersley and then they showed some lame ass actor in a Cubs helmet like singing. I didn't get it. It's really a lame video from Richard Marks. I think Chicago's very own though. Um, and to work in an Adam Kurt story here, I had a roommate in college whose parents apparently were good friends with Richard Marks. So Seven degrees of Richard Marks. Here. Sounds like phony clout chasing to me. Yeah, I just, but that video was lame. I, I, uh, it was terrible. 
But yeah, um, I did notice a, a mystery science style shot in the Nine Inch Nails Head Like a Hole video, mm-hmm. which I don't think they've used very often at all. Um, but I saw it there. That's pretty much yeah, all I had to know. I, I did have scorpions rocky like a hurricane as well, which I had a couple of notes of wind is cool. <laughs> Was it uh, as far as stuff that is cool? Beavis says wind is cool. I, I, I like keeping a kind of a unofficial list of things they say is cool and wind is up there uh, and funniness for me. Okay. That's, I didn't, I didn't go. Yeah. That, like you said, there, there's like weird alternate sets for a lot of these videos. So I think there's some I might've missed. I did, I did the one positive I will say, yeah, we do see, it's like a perspective shot where we just do see like a shot from behind the couch where we see their heads. And I would say that was interesting to see i'm glad they didn't stick with it but that's kind of that that's that's one sort of positive thing looking back just like oh that's kind of cool that they tried that but um and this is going to backtrack to something you said earlier like as bad as the episode was i actually found the videos even worse because Mm -hmm. one he said there are no jokes and a lot of a lot of the ones they feel it really feels like a lot when Beavis and Butthead was popular, there were a lot of people who like did these soulless kind of impressions of it. That's that's why I hate Beavis and Butthead impressions because it's just there's there's no energy to it. It's just like, but that's kind of what this felt like. And for instance, one of the jokes, one of the quote unquote jokes in the Sir Mix a Lot video was Butthead going, "He's standing on a butt." Like, yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, it's just, yeah, they, they, this is something that really, really started out weak because this, I mean, it, it almost seems po- it almost seemed pointless because, yeah, there weren't that many jokes to it. I will go back, though, to one of the points I made at the start of this episode is it's, it's just so different from what anybody else was doing at the time. Even the commentary on those videos, just the little they sprinkled in and the pace of the music videos is different. So I can see how people would continue to watch at that time. When you have the whole catalog to look at and can take a step back, you're like, yeah, this sucks. But at the time, it it had to be uh, somewhat exciting to, to see something so different and edgy that you knew maybe could could get better with time yeah yeah i think so it was like i said yeah i did i did enjoy just just that kind of seeing them experiment but yeah that's uh yeah yeah these these as 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 i'm sure has been made clear i'm not i'm not too fond of anything we saw in the door-to-door segment let's take a break and see if you are fond of blood drop back after this Buff, Code, and Beaver. Back on Buff, Code, and Beaver. Half two. Back nine. Blood Drive. We've talked about two pretty bad episodes so far. And Blood Drive, Clay, is the third episode of three for this week. Um, I'll jump into it here and give the synopsis. It uh, is season one, episode one, officially. And uh, aired 
the 8th of March in 1993, written by Mike Judge and Glenn Eicher, and directed by Mike Judge. Beavis and Butthead want money, so they donate their blood to a charity blood bank. Which is a little misleading, but go ahead, take us through it. I want to say, um, I don't know if we watched this the same place, but I, everything I've seen was said blood drive, but the title card on the one I saw called it Give Blood. Yes. That, yeah. yeah, so I, I'm not sure which is which, but yeah, it's it's uh, one of the two. Um, I'll say, I'll start with positives. This is definitely better than door to door. I don't think it's a, I don't know if there's anything that I found particularly funny, but I can pinpoint moments where I'm, I, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's Beavis and Butthead, or at least like the lay, laying the groundwork. Like for instance, uh, when they go to the blood bank and Beavis asks how it's done and Butthead says, they give you a big knife, then they cut your hand and you like bleed into a big bucket. Again, you know, uh, not a gut busting line, but that seems like something maybe Butthead would think. And it's also completely in character for them to loudly proclaim, we're gonna be rich while we see, we see signs that say, thank you for giving blood without thought of compensation. Thanks blood donors, we sure wish we could pay you and give blood, get a lousy cookie in return, which it just, <laughs> there's some decent stuff in there, but like them saying you know, we're going to be rich. I mean, that, that again, at, le at the very least, that's in character. Um, those are the positives. Um, there are some negatives. Uh, one that jumped out, uh, Beavis is wearing a Slayer t-shirt, which, uh, mm. Uh, yeah. I guess that that's an experiment. Um, they also, I mean, the animation again is kind of, it honestly looks like it's drawn by crayon really. And, and it, it almost kind of in a weird way, Beavis and Butthead don't look like they're walking. It just kind of looks like the background is moving. Like they're on one of those, you know, those walking elevators you see at the airport or something. Um, there's a scene when uh, the nurse asks Beavis and Butthead if they're on medication, and my God, the animation there—they they look like something straight out of a Ren and Stimpy nightmare. Just, I mean, like you can see, like Beavis has like a stunning overbite. It just—it's—I it, mean, they don't look human really at all ever, but in that one in particular, it's just—it's—it's it's almost unsettling, and. Um, and it's another one too. This is like a complaint with the first one. There's no real connection. Like how they get to the blood bank because they're watching TV and they see a preview for a movie they want to see. And they decide, oh, we need money. And then the light, they just have one of those, you know, the light bulb animations. And then just the next scene, they're going to give blood. But I mean, how, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's kind of common knowledge, but it's never safe to assume. I don't think that Beavis and Butthead have common knowledge. It's another one of things I like when they sort of plant the seeds. Either they plant, yeah. What I like about the show is they'll they'll either plant the seeds and get you there, or it's just kind of something that springs up out of knowing the characters. Obviously, you can't do the second end with this being the first episode. So, I maybe sharpen it up a little bit and to just give us a reason to kind of get there. I know that's maybe a nitpick, but. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's my observation. You know, I was. Um, is it weird to say like this was too cartoony for me? 
it's, no, I, I, I know. I think I understand what you mean. Yeah. When they give blood, like the bags of blood fill up in a matter of seconds and they're oversized and they're carrying them and yeah. Butthead throws it on Beavis at one point. That doesn't uh, feel like Beavis and Butthead. That's yeah. No. And, and when they give blood, like their bodies are sucked frail, like they're bony and skeletal. And I mean, uh, yeah, it's just too cartoony at this point for me. And, uh, they don't really stick to that. I know there's over the top things that happen in Beavis and Butthead later, but again, it just, it has a, a more of a, I'd say Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner type cartoony than, than the normal, just an animated series of Beavis and Butthead. It doesn't but yeah. feel particularly in universe. No, no. Fig Newtons, though, I wanted to get your take on those. I don't want to stray too far, but fig, they were offered a Fig Newton after they gave a monumental amount of blood. Um, I, I've, I, you know, I, I, I don't think I've had a Fig Newton recently enough to give a, a true opinion. I don't remember. That's your what. homework. That's oh, your oh. homework. Okay, so next, so next week I, I have to have an opinion on Fig Newton. Okay, um, I. I yeah. I think they were okay. I think I feel like I remember thinking they were going to be sweeter than they were. Maybe I didn't understand the uh, the fig portion of that when I was like eight years old. But um, yeah, what, I, what, pay, I remember them being good. I haven't had one in a long time either. I'm going to try one out here soon too. I kind of feel like I'm running. I often buy Nutri-Grain bars. I feel like maybe I wanted it to be sweeter, like a Nutri-Grain bar. But yeah, that's. That's a pointless homework assignment that our, our listeners are just going to be super captivated by. <laughs> what, what are their opinions of Finn Newtons? Music videos in this one, Clay. Did you like these better than the others? And do you want to run down them or it's the third episode? It's a toss up here. Whatever you want to do. Well, I, I, again, I'll, I'll read what I have and then you can read if you had any additional one. Because, yeah, there were additional like um, alternate versions that were seriously like seven or eight deep. I only uh, did five. I, I have five as well. I have Physical by Olivia Newton-John. I Want to Be Sedated by Ramones. All of Me by Big Daddy Kane featuring Barry White. Painkiller by Judas Priest. And Bloodletting, The Vampire Song by Concrete Blonde. Is that your list? Yes, it okay. is. Um, so I, I'll say I got a chuckle out of Beavis's wailing Rob Halford impression during Ju the Judas Priest video. That's a... Uh, yeah, that, that was also maybe the closest like to a, a good Beavis and Butthead, I felt. But um, that's all I really remembered. A lot of it's still just kind of, you know, there's no, not really any jokes. Just watching the videos or, and then just kind of making a general observation of what they're seeing. Yeah, I, I will say that I like one comment in Olivia Newton-John's physical of just that dude's fat because that sums up like 85% of the video. It's just, oh uh, yeah, that dude. Hey, explain that video to me in one sentence. That dude's fat. <laughs> <laughs> that works. But yes, uh, Beavis really did sound a lot like Rob Halford. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. It was, um, Big Daddy Kane and Barry White, though, a pretty sensual song. I'd never heard that song before. Uh, yeah, I hadn't either. Um, was, yeah, that, that's par for the course with Barry White, I think. But, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's one decent chuckle, I'd say. Otherwise, sort of, meh. But um, 
I will I will disagree with you though, Clay. I find overall, I think frog baseball is better than the than Blood Drive or um, Door to Door. I liked Blood Drive. I liked Door to Door better than I did Blood Drive. Um, and uh, it's battle for the bottom here, you know. But for one reason or another, it was just too cartoony. It was really just threw me off and really off putting. The other one, at least, it didn't have like exploding bags of blood and like things like that. So I'm giving the gold star to door to door this episode. Okay, so the best episode segment's not the closer this week. Uh, oh, sorry. I guess I shouldn't have skipped the production meeting, but um, no. um, I think it's it's interesting to like sort of talk about what happened with these shows. Like, first off, that uh, you mentioned earlier. Mike Judge uh, didn't like these episodes. Uh, that's actually kind of an understatement. This is another line from the oft, off-sided Taint of Greatness episode. If you thought we were being too hard on it, Mike Judge on the first episodes, uh, they were horrible. I mean, the first two episodes were awful. I don't know why anybody liked it. And then he went on to add that he wanted to, quote, bury my head in the sand. But um, this is also... So, yeah, we talked about how they were supposed to have a set amount of episodes ready and they just had the two, which was even worse because the show was set to air every night of the week. So they just basically, I think, I I believe, if I understand correctly, they alternated between these two plus Frog Baseball and Peace, Love and Understanding. But um, it, uh, you know, he said he didn't understand why anybody liked it, but people did. Um, This is also from Taint of Greatness. They said the first one got a 1.0 rating, which apparently the normal for that time slot was a 0.6 or 0.7. And apparently every night of the week, it climbed. Like apparently, every, apparently the buzz was so good for these episodes that every night of the week, more people watched, which I think you know, sort of ties in. I guess people just wanted to see something new. And, you know, we've been as critical as we're ever going to be. So I'm going to like give some throw some real praise here. I'm going to say even more respect than I already had to Mike judge for really making a point to try to get this better. He didn't have to, he had a hit on his hand. Clearly people like this. And you know, I mean, there are certain shows cough, cough, family guy. Oh, sorry. This dry air, you know, caused me to cough a little bit there who I think, you know, have the ability to get clever, but once they sort of hit that lowest common denominator bar, are just like, all right, you know, fuck it. We don't have to try. He didn't do that. He, I mean, he even said I, he didn't like these shows and um, he tried to, he did his damnedest to make them better. So, I mean, that's, the man's got pride in his work, man. That's a, I mean, half off to him. And you know, with your uh, side swipe at family guy too, what makes it, Worse is that King of the Hill was canceled to make room for the Cleveland show. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can just churn out crap and it eliminates gold, which King of the Hill is in that same vein. If I continue to get better uh, in, in my, but yes, I, that is, you know, that's, that's a really good thought. I not looked, I'd not thought about it that way. If yeah, he could have just said, yeah, I'll just turn out whatever. And people are going to watch it because it's mildly funny, but he really did produce something great. So great observation. Thank you. Um, well, we, I guess we already know, uh, I guess I will say I'm with you. 
of the three, fraud baseball is the best. But um, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. They, they, I, I, I'm glad we kind of got this out of the way. It just felt like we should start at the beginning. But it, yeah, the early seasons are kind of rough and just it's not what I like about the show. And yeah, it, it doesn't get much worse than this. Yep. Fraud baseball it is. And, you know, to, real quick to circle back to that ratings boost too. We always take, I think you take for granted now that we have access to everything like on uh, instantly. Like if I didn't see that episode of something that aired last night, uh, odds have it, I can find it. So maybe that really helped them running every night of the week. And even though it was the same episode, if you liked it the first time or, Hey, did you see that craziness? Uh, That's really, really interesting to think about. And uh, just a different time period where that everything just kind of clicked together. So Sorry to ramble on there and, uh, you know, take away your glory on declaring Frog Baseball the, the best episode you've ever seen. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, I don't know if that's a direct quote, but uh, I wasn't paying attention to you. I'm sorry. Oh, well, well good to know. That's uh, <laughs> our quality is continuing <laughs> to shine through. <laughs> well, uh, next week, Clay, what are we looking at? Uh, we should hit next week the season one finale of Buff Coat and Beaver, um, and things are going to get uh, much better. We uh, we started with a spot sort of spotlight on one of our favorite supporting characters, Mr. Anderson, and you know what? We're going to close with a spotlight on another one of our favorite characters, Mr. David Van Driesen, uh, through the discussion of the episodes Bus Trip and Time Machine. Looking forward to it much more because, uh, yeah, Van Driesen – We've kind of hit at him, but I don't think he's certainly worthy of his own spotlight. And how do people get a hold of us? Well, we have a a few more. Well, I'll give that first. Um, uh, You can reach us on Facebook at Buffcoat and Beaver Pod or at Gmail at Buffcoat and Beaver Pod at gmail.com. But we should also point out at this point now we've started to get a few episodes sort of matriculating out into the world. So uh, just sort of. And it's 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 everywhere. The Buff Code and Beaver Pod. You can find us on on Anchor, on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, probably numerous other places. So I mean, if you're listening, obviously you know where to find it. But I mean, if there's that person out there, it's like, well, it sounds interesting, but it just it I, I just fear it's too obscure. Nope. Point them all these places, and if they still don't find it. You have our permission to spit in their face. <laughs> I insist you help them clean it off afterward, though. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'll leave that up to your discretion. Okay. All right. Well, I've got to go spit in a few people's faces. So until okay. next week. Well, I know it's either going to be your wife or your four-year-old daughter. So. Oh, yeah. We're in quarantine. So I, I won't do that. So. I'll spit at the screen at you. Okay. Get out of here. See ya. <laughs>